This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Unhappy times on Sunday night as Dale Jr. has his worst race of the year, Mike. It was a night to forget for a lot of people. The Dale Jr. download starts now. Happy Memorial Day. I'm Taylor Zarzer with Mike Davis and Dustin Lee as we sit here from Charlotte Motor Speedway recapping um, a race, as you said just a moment ago, Mike, one to forget for Dale Earnhardt Jr. as um, he finishes way back in the pack after uh, his engine blows up. He said a catastrophic engine failure ended his night and time to move on. Well, you're right, Taylor. You have to move on. A 39th place finish is certainly not what we were hoping for, uh, but it doesn't happen very often. I mean, this is Dale Jr.'s first DNF, let's see, since 2011, and only his third DNF in the Steve LaTarte era. So it doesn't happen often, and motor failure certainly does not happen um, and with the Hendrick Motorsports Group, it just it's one of those things, and it stinks that it happened tonight because the '88 team was really hoping to have a good run and kind of get back to their early season form. Uh, but you got to move on. It's still early in the season. I think they fell to six in the points. Uh, I think 81 points back now, and uh, so it took a points hit, not a terrible hit, but uh, we'll move on to Dover. Yeah, I mean, I know, listen, a lot. we're going to hear the reaction theater people, and they're going to be all over, a, a, you know, what happens on a night like that. And I get it, because it's a big night for the sport. Uh, you have a huge audience watching it on a, on a um, holiday weekend. So I get the a disappointment. Nobody's defending that, you know. But, you know, listen, it was a terrible night. But you have to move on, and you have to be mindful of the fact that going into this race, Dale Jr. was sitting fourth in points. So he has had a very consistent year going in, and you would have to expect it's not going to happen again like he said. We'd certainly hope not. Uh, again, this is Dale Jr.'s first DNF since 2011. He just, he finishes races. And when he doesn't finish a race, it seems to sting that much more uh, because we're so used to him finishing races. So, you know, I, I think they'll get back uh, to their early season groove. You know, they're too good of a team not to. We're in a, in a little bit of a funk right now. And it's just, I think the important thing here is to keep our heads and certainly Dale Jr. and Steve Latard are keeping their heads and going to tackle the problem. Uh, but this was just a crazy race. I mean, what a weird race tonight with the TV camera, uh, the, the the TV wire coming down and the long red flag and then uh, the the cautions after, even after Dale Jr. Uh, was out of the race. Just a weird race. Before we talk about Dale Jr.'s uh, tough night, let, let's talk about what you just said, a crazy night. I, have, I mean, so many people that have been in this sport for 30, 40, 50, 50 years. We're all saying Sunday night, I have never seen anything like this before. A Fox TV cable breaks, the the one that the, the sky cam breaks onto the track. Dale Jr. runs over it. Eric Almarola runs over it. Marcus Ambrose drags cable with him into the pits. It tears up the right side of Kyle Busch's car to the point where he gets out of his car and takes a picture of what had happened to the damage. They're, they give them a 15-minute break, which really turns into a 45-minute break, but everyone is allowed to come and take a complete survey of their car for 15 minutes. They let Kyle Busch and Marcus Ambrose run practice laps to see if their car was okay. I've never seen anything like this. The only thing I can think that was close to this was the 2001 All-Star Race. When they started the race, they threw the green flag, and it started raining in turn one, and they all went crashing into turn one. And so they decided to let the teams get their backups out, and then we're just going to restart the race over. 
I honestly think NASCAR did the right thing, though. We were all sitting there, and I was standing there next to Kerry Tharp, who works for NASCAR. And, and, and I said, in, your, in all your years, have you seen anything like this? He goes, no, I haven't. And so you're like, is NASCAR going to let anybody work on their cars? I mean, you got Marcus Ambrose that's just tangled in the wire underneath. Yeah. And we were at the time concerned if Dale Jr.'s car had any damage to it. Uh, fortunately, he did not. It was the right thing to do. Man, a bad eight days for Fox after what happened with <laughs> Jimmy Johnson last week and now this. So let's hear what Jr. had to say here about that. Lap 122, third caution. Here's Dale Jr.'s comments. There's a cable, a line on the ground. Yeah, the overhead, the cool overhead camera that goes down the front stretch. It's lost the cable. And I ran over it with a left side. I don't know if it's a, you know, steel and busted all the hell and go punch my tire. And they, get, they need to get a truck over at turn two. They do a lot of it over at turn two. Somebody injured or, or something? No, the nine car has a mess here. Man, I'm scanning. And there's a whole bunch of cars saying that they hit this cable and now it feels like something's broke. The 18 saying it. The 9 is in here trying to get stuff off their car. So uh, I hear you. It's all over the track. So uh, I, mean, I don't know. Move them around. Last night, look up. I've been watching them every time through. They look fine. Dale Jr.'s uh, comments on a crazy, crazy deal. Now, moving on to Dale Jr.'s night, uh, Mike, he had a tight race car there for um, really about the first uh, 100 laps or so but still was able to gain on it despite a tight car, got up to seventh at one point and was uh, very good on restarts, but then lost the back end of the car. And I mean, really lost the back end of the car. And uh, that pretty much ruined his night. We talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast is as the track changes, the temperature changes, it has these adverse effects on the car and, you know, the car starts acting up. Well, you don't want to lose the back end. You don't want the back end to come out of the track, as Dale Jr. likes to say. Tonight, the back end came out of the track and they were making some pretty big adjustments trying to get it back in. It got really loose. And I believe he restarted P7 after that long red flag, and uh, he just kind of went backwards. He was at P15, P16, I think, when the caution finally came out. So uh, the back end came out really battling a loose condition. Here's Dale Jr. Um, after the back end, I mean, and using a NASCAR term, went to junk. Uh, but I know you're doing all you can. It seems like all we, we just have hurt the back, haven't helped the front at all, hurting our speed to the back side of the track. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'm not having a real hard time here. The back's just all over the place, getting in and off corner. The front don't turn in the middle. Step four, step four, yep. I got to get the entry back so you can do something to try to help the middle. I hear you. If I can't fix the middle, I can't hurt the exit trying. So let me get the back back underneath it. So there he is. That was after lap 211, position 18, and was a lap down. Very disappointing, but it unfortunately got worse. Lap 257. Uh, Dale Jr. blows up as you hear uh, TJ Majors here talking about that, his spotter. Say hi, say hi, say hi. You're blowing up there. Say hi. Just say hi. Stay up against the wall here. Caution, Dale. Just stay way high here. As soon as I get a hole. After the tank car goes goes by, after the ten, I want you to get low. I guess that's what the smoke was. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. A, it wasn't the best engine I've had, so we didn't lose a good one. Crazy uh, enough, uh, Kyle Busch was also blowing up. Both of them go into the garage at the same time. Media going crazy. Dude, do we go to Junior? Do we go to Kyle Busch? I mean, it was crazy as both in the, the garage at um, at the same time. But uh, Dale Jr. did take time um, very graciously to speak uh, to the media, including yours truly. Here's what he said. Uh, the motor broke. Uh, we were running uh, lap down trying to get a lucky dog. And uh a lot of racing left, so I feel like we could still uh, could get back into the fight. We were frustrated with the way the car was ha- driving and handling, but uh, 
started smoking, smelling smoke, smelling uh, smelling the burn uh, the engine, and uh, we didn't know whether it was a uh, you know rubber build up header fire or something like that. But eventually started losing power and knew we had a drive line uh, issue, and then uh, the motor come apart. Uh, but Hendrick guys build great engines. Um, they'll figure out why it happened. We won't ever have it happen uh, again the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll have we have good stuff. And uh, we feel like we know why our car wasn't driving well, so we can bounce back and get to Dover with a lot of confidence. And I hope everybody's okay. I hope that the fans uh, that were injured uh, recover fast. And uh, I know a couple of them uh, are, haven't been released, but, uh, but several have. So we're just hoping everybody's okay. Um, this has been a fabulous weekend for, uh, for Memorial Day weekend. And uh, just uh, wishing all the soldiers out there that uh, they're having a good weekend. And, and if anybody sees a soldier out there, shake his hand. Thank them for what they're doing for our country. Uh, the, the way the car drove was frustrating. You're going to break engines. You're going to have part failures. That's part of racing. Um, but you like to think that you can put a better race car on the racetrack for the race. And we didn't do that this weekend. So me and Steve had to work on that going forward. But we think we got some good good ideas on why you know why we ran like we ran. And, and we'll you know, feel confident we can go to Dover with no problems. And, Mike, I have to tell you, I mean, he, he pretty much just had a that's racing kind of attitude about it there. I mean, you heard it. First, first two things come to mind. A, a guy that's totally ready to move on, go to Dover. And second, a man that's mindful of what today, as everyone listens to this podcast, means. That he would, after a torn-up race car, he would still have the time to say, go shake a hand, you know, for a veteran. That's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool, and that's just Kannapolis Manners there for you, Taylor. But the thing that I found the most interesting in his comments were that they seemed to have an idea of why the car was as poor handling as it was. And I think that that's probably why we sensed a lot of confidence in Junior's voice after this race today was that they seemed to have that idea, and and they have no choice but to look forward to Dover. Listen, I I know people are upset. Uh, Trust me, we've seen the Twitter messages. We're about to hear it on Reaction Theater. But frankly, it's not in anybody's best interest to lose our minds right now. It's, it's in everybody's best interest to keep our minds, solve the problem, get back to our early season form. I think that's what Stevie and Dale are trying to do. It's the only thing you can do. Um, all right, so there you go. And that's what we will do. Move on from Charlotte and talk about uh, the Dover race. I want to talk about some potato chips first, though, before uh, we do anything else, before we get yelled at on Reaction Theater. You had some this week. You, when you were really good. You, you had the jalapeno. They were really, really good. I ate the whole damn bag. <laughs> there are four flavors of Dale Jr. potato chips, crispy original, zesty jalapeno, creole and green onion, and Carolina barbecue. There's something for everybody. Go to DaleJRFoods.com right now to get yours today. Before we have Reaction Theater on Friday, you won't believe this. He actually was on the podcast with us. We let him on. We Well, it's kind of funny that he immediately took a dig at you at the very beginning to say, thanks for finally inviting me. You, you won't believe what he had to say. Um, really funny stuff uh, from Dale Jr. Uh, as we had a chance to sit down with him. He even busted Mike Davis for his inability to make pickles. Here we go. All right, like we said, a lot of fun to be here at Junior Motorsports and talk to the man, Dale Earnhardt Jr., here on Dirty Mo Radio on the Dale Jr. Download. Yeah, finally. Finally. Finally on the download. Yeah. 
It's good to have you, man. It took y'all so long to invite me. Well, you know, you got you got to you got to pass the test. You see, you just we just don't let anybody on. Oh, I passed it. Yeah, you you doing okay now? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say where you been. I've been in, well, I've been listening to the podcast, I think, <laughs> which I think has been going pretty good. I hope the fans, I think the fans have been enjoying it. I've been hearing a lot of good reaction at the racetrack from them. But, uh, so you guys have been doing a good job and uh, I've been wanting to come on to the show. Uh, so here I am. I'm excited. Okay, I, think, I think we said if he's in the top five in points, by the time we get to the 600, we'd let him on the show. Isn't that the deal? That was, that was part yeah, of okay, so, yeah, Yeah. So and good. we would all grow yet, yet another facet of my life is controlled by statistical, <laughs> you know, it's just hey. never ending. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we would all grow beards. Yeah. Dustin, yours looks great, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know what? I've heard you talk a lot about um, Regan Smith and, and Casey Kane and other guys that drive for you, you know, and, and how competitive you are as an owner. So, I mean, hey, this is your podcast. What? I mean, I, I want to hear, you know, Taylor, you, you did okay when you started off talking about my potato chips. But <laughs> when you asked a, a question to TJ a few weeks, you know, so I, yeah. I want that kind of feedback, too. Well, I think that um, the fan reaction is my favorite part. Um, yep. I love hearing the fans, and you know it's funny because they use it as a, 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 a almost in in comedy. It's fun right. to hear them come on there and be creative and, and do their own thing, and they add to the show uh, by doing that. You know they bring they bring an element to the show that we can't create, mm-hmm. as, you know. So that's kind of fun, and I like listening to you know Steve or guys like TJ having some of the crew on and hearing those guys, mm-hmm. in, you know, getting some insight from those guys because you ha- you guys have an opportunity to ask them questions that that you normally wouldn't ask them or, and give them an opportunity to tell a story or tell mm-hmm. their side of the story That's right. that is, isn't usually uh, isn't available anywhere else. So you won't, you know, you, there's other platforms and other other areas where the where the guys like TJ get to speak, but they don't get asked those type of questions that we can ask them because we know them. You mm-hmm. know, we know them. We, right. we can get we can dig deep and and ask them some pretty embarrassing stuff. So that's pretty fun to listen to. I'm glad you brought up Reaction Theater because I earlier I was handing out Dirty Mo Radio decals uh, to the people that were in autograph lines, and one of the ladies, very sweet lady, asked me. Does Dale Jr. listen to the fan voicemails? And I said, listen, if you've got something to say to Dale Jr., call Reaction Theater because, yes, he listens to Reaction Theater. And, yes, that's a good way to – if you want to say something to Dale Jr., that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You have – that's basically – you think it's Dale Jr.'s voicemail. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't have told her that because I I should know what – I should ask her what she actually (laughs) wants to say to him first. Yeah. No, it, it is good to, to have that for sure. All right, uh, let's talk about a, b- a bunch of different things. Uh, first of all, just a broad question. How do you feel the season's gone so far? I mean, you've had seven top tens. You got off to that unbelievable start, at least statistically. Yeah. It was the best start of your career. I know. Um, so, I mean, how do you view it? Because I know winning is very important to you as well. Yeah, we've we've been trying to win races, and it's not – It's you know, it, it gets more difficult every year and more competitive every year to win races. The new Gen 6 car is really level to play in field, and everybody's trying to find – that advantage we had that advantage you know we had some speed advantages last year where we were out engineering the field and then everybody kind of caught up and uh, by the time the end of the season came around and that's what you got to do you got to find that niche you got to find that next thing and that's what everybody's working on but we did start the year out real good uh extremely good um i think we were the best uh fantasy pick uh which is something we haven't been in a long time but that's important to us that is important to us being big fantasy guys but uh so that, that you know it was just a great start of the season then we had a few issues we had a bad run at uh we had a uh the track bar come loose at uh martinsville 
and then we had an alternator break at Texas, and just a couple things like that sort of knocks you right off the tracks. And now we're in we're sort of in rebuild mode where mm-hmm. we're trying to get that conf- you know the confidence is there. We're trying to get those finishes back and trying to get back to where we were, you know, we had good speed, and uh, trying to find you know certain packages in the car that that sort of uh, relate from track to track and. We're coming up on a lot of great racetracks that I feel like we can uh, excel at. And I think that, um, you know, where the the summer months used to be part of the season that I – struggled at and 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 dreaded uh now that's that's tracks where we run good since i've been paired up with steve we go to pocono and run yep. well we go to michigan and run well um so there's you know i'm looking forward to the summer looking forward to going to the road courses trying to get some good finishes there i think we're due and uh you know so it should be a good summer for us this is the most important question of the day did you really drink carrot juice for a couple of weeks mm. well not for a couple of weeks just for about eight days i was i was uh some a friend of mine had talked me into doing like this cleanse diet where you just eat uh, raw vegetables and uh, fruits and you drink prune juice for seven days and carrot juice for eight days. It was it was no fun whatsoever. But I got so far into it, like it was no there was no I was at a point of no return, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I couldn't you know I couldn't turn I couldn't chicken out I guess. And so how much weight did you lose? Uh, lost. 12 pounds in wow. 15 days, yeah. <laughs> but I was running. Uh, how are you walking? I was running. Well, I was running and working out and, and uh, you know, doing exercise along with it. But, um, boy, you know, I've done about – I've done a complete 180. I still get into the gym every once in a while, but we got into uh, slow cooking yeah, you're and barbecue. Now. Yeah, yeah, so we're making brisket and ribs and all kinds of stuff. We're going to do a couple cowboy steaks. and yeah, That's barbecue detox. Yeah. You know so, yeah, we've <laughs> – we're all over the place, man. That's keep, right. Got to keep our our organs confused. <laughs> you know what we need more of are potato chips. We need some more yeah. Virginia potato chips. Or yeah, those, you things know. Are, those things are perfect, especially for Memorial Day. There you That's go. right. Yeah, we're gonna go through out. a few bags. Yeah, we're gonna go a few yes. bags. There's one other thing we need to clear up that, that has come up on the podcast, and that is, and this is near and dear to my heart. Do the PR reps that actually represent you at the track have anything to do with your performance? Because let me tell you something. The guy, the gentleman behind us, Mike Hogg, has been taking a beating yeah. on the Dale Jr. download. Has yeah. he not? Yes. I'm, I'm glad finally somebody spoke up. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's been, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one to really kind of bottle that up, and, and I, you know, I haven't really been, yeah. been honest. But, Uh-oh. you know, <laughs> Mike Hogg and, you know, Mike Davis, you, you know, you, you figured it out. Over 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 the years, you know that that uh, you know when when the driver's happy, the car's faster, and uh, you know so I think Hogg's trying to <laughs> learn the learn how that he's works. trying to help and the team. He's trying to learn how that works. He doesn't really know exactly how he affects <laughs> that and how that you know how he controls that. But I'm glad the fans spoke up. The fans always have my back, Hog. So that's one of the things you're going to learn. You can't win, Hog. That's awesome. Do you want to say? Do you have anything to say yeah. to that? Come on, yeah, come on. Hog. What, what do you got to say? Defend yourself. You what are you come? doing for the team? This is I'm dumb. talking to the microphone here. What you got? Well, I, don't, I can't really defend myself when it comes to the use of sharpies. But as far as at track, I mean, I like to think I keep the driver happy. Most of the times, but there are times where those sharpies don't work, and his performance on the track. Is, <laughs> there, there, yeah. There's a joke there. Like, there's a joke. That, yeah. it, one of our jobs is we always have to have sharpies because Dale Jr. is going through a garage. There's a lot of fans. You're walking. You don't have time to go looking for sharpies. And 
Hog got it to a string of giving J- Junior the most dried out sharpie, like it, it wouldn't it wouldn't write on anything, and so that kind of became the thing with yeah. uh, Mike. Yeah, that's just a piece. That's a joke. That's not the whole job. That's just a small part of it that seems to go wrong every week. Yeah. Well, for when when Mike first came to work here, he didn't know that Steve the sharpie is is paint basically. Yeah. It's a little tube of paint, and the end that you write with needs to be down when it's in your pocket so that the paint stays in the correct end of the sharpie if, now, if you turn the sharpie upside down and you carry it in your pocket it will not write well and so he and i thought they taught that in in pr school but well that's you know that's probably some, that's probably a new class they should have yeah ever I've, since i said interviews now we actually when we interview somebody we actually say hey pull a sharpie out and we look and see which way they're actually holding the sharpie and it's all because of hog here there yeah. you go well we have a lot of fun we do this. we do it like busting your chops on the show yes, we do. We, we, we it's do. all in good fun and his name is mike hogue but it is well hogue. it used to be i call him hogue but he's hog now he likes he's to hogue. be called hog I, I could say this it, it is awesome to have mike hogue here and and i know that i speak for hogue and saying that it has been it's just, it's it's so fun to work with dale jr yeah you know uh, even when we're busting on each other and having fun you just like having good. hogue here because you can stay home and watch your farm on on sundays that's all you're saying <laughs> watch the farm is that what i do so sit out there and watch trees grow or is that he, what I he just he, he just basically all he does is he ru- ruins cucumbers trying to make pickles that's his that's well, his weekends you've never tried my pickles i don't think anybody you has. just you went low right there dare, man. don't you talk about my anybody pickles, dare man. try your pickles <laughs> shoot i'm about to yeah you're gonna see my pickles now i'm telling you well a lot of wasted cucumbers well a lot of fun to talk to junior there and we'll have more we didn't play at all you know what we did not play which i may delete is you totally throwing me under the bus i mean I mean, took took both of my legs and threw me under there. What did I do? What did I do? You said, you basically said, hey, uh, Dale, Taylor thinks you're terrible on a road course. <laughs> well, you do. I don't think he's terrible. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that? However however much you think I threw you under the bus, Mike Hogue thinks I threw him under the bus even more. So, poor, poor, yeah. hog. poor hog got destroyed there. Um, all right, his track record didn't get any better today, did it? More from Dale Jr. in weeks to come. Um, big time defense of Jimmy Johnson, uh, the friend that he is to Dale Jr. You'll hear that. Um, how he does on road courses and several other things we'll get to coming up. But it is time now, with no interruption from Mike Davis or yours truly, for Reaction Theater. Let her rip. Dale Jr. is a class act. And I'm holding Dale Jr. and Steve to it that they know what's wrong and they will fix it and we don't have this again. Good night. Hi, everybody. Harry Carey here. I've dealt with bad luck for over 100 years now, even after I died. With that being said, I just want to remind Junior Nation that Junior wasn't the only one that had bad luck tonight. Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski, Jeff Gordon, heck, even Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenson had problems tonight. But on a more serious note, if you think Junior's having bad luck, think about what the folks in Moore, Oklahoma have dealt with the past week. That being said, happy Memorial Day, and God bless America. Hey, it happens. We'll go get him at Dover. Set up for nighttime? Set up for nighttime, my ass. Hand grenaded it at nighttime. Just took a hand grenade and just held it in your lap. Come on. Well, I guess Hendrick keeps all his good engines in the 5 and the 48 boxes. He doesn't give Junior any good engines. What the French? 
This is freaking ridiculous. AM48 car is supposed to have alternator problems. It's running in the top 10. When the hell does the 88 team get a car that actually is going to run right through the entire race so we can get a decent fucking finish? Kevin Harvick's an ass. Jimmy Johnson's a bitch. Brad Keselowski's a moron. And the 88 team needs to get their together. Sick of this bullshit. Our engine lasted longer than Kyle Busch's. Woo! It was unfortunate that our engine blew up, but we can learn from this for the chase race at Charlotte and move on to Dover. Go, Junior. I blame Dan, the Junior fan, for flying all the way to Charlotte for race weekend and not staying for the damn race. Hey, it doesn't matter what happens. If you guys don't admit that the idiot team has a problem, hey, we haven't had a dominant car this year. We're not leading laps. We're not winning. In some cases, we're not damn competitive. So nothing will get changed until you guys and Stevie realizes that you got a problem, you're going in the wrong direction, and I don't know how we're going to make the chase if we keep running this poorly. Flat T23 of 400, Latard, please, please, please prove me wrong. I'm trying to be optimistic about the first 200 laps, not worry about it. But, Latard, prove me wrong. Junior, prove me wrong. Mike Hogg, what are you doing? Go Junior. Bye. Hey, ain't that for all the whole eighteen? Dale Junior, Steve Latart, and everybody that works hard on that car. Good thing is, I love that paint scheme. Hope you guys pull that thing back out for Daytona. It's a beautiful paint scheme. I want to thank all the military that uh, makes it possible. Also, uh, good news is, Junior's got a short ride home to Dream Acres, and we get a race next week. Go Junior. When is it time to panic? I've been calling panic mode for six damn weeks. And now our damn car blows up, and we weren't even a contender. And I'm just wondering if it's okay to panic yet, Latart. We're not supposed to worry about the any race lap until the last lap, but all of a sudden we f- suck. Hey, happy Memorial Day. God bless those who died saving our country. Whoo, boy. Happy Memorial Day after hearing that. Okay, well, hey, you always can call, and uh, we appreciate people doing that, even on a night like that. Let us have it. And you heard Dale Jr. earlier in this podcast saying that was his favorite part of the show. It's all about the fans, good or bad. Let us have it. Let him have it. Let us have it. So we appreciate you using Reaction Theater, and you can hear all of it uh, later in the week at DaleJR.com. All right. uh, Again, folks, when we're downloading the races each week, there's only one snack food here at Dirty Mo' Radio. It's Dale Jr. Potato Chips, and you can get them, too. It's easy. Go to DaleJRFoods.com to find a store that carries them or place an order for yourself. That's DaleJRFoods.com. Mike, let's throw the white flag. All right, it's somewhat of a low-key week this week for Dale Jr. Obviously, he has today off for Memorial Day. He'll regroup with his team tomorrow and begin preparations for Dover. On the Junior Motorsports front, I want to say thank you to everyone who came out for Fan Day last Friday. We met a lot of Dirty Mo' Radio listeners, hopefully gained a few new ones as well. So if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, thank you for giving us your time today, and we hope you keep coming back. Last Thursday, we put out a JRM360 featuring Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Kane. If you missed it, go to jrmracing.com and check it out. A big thank you to the Great Clip Store in Huntersville, North Carolina, for letting us have a little fun in their store last week. And don't forget that you can play a huge role in Dale Jr.'s charity efforts by purchasing a raffle ticket for his new Camaro giveaway. Go to thedalejrfoundation.org for more information. 
NASCAR heads to Dover, Delaware this weekend. Regan Smith and Casey Kane will be driving the TaxSlayer.com and Great Clips Chevrolets, respectively, in the Nationwide Series race. And on Sunday, Dell Jr. will pilot the number 88 National Guard Chevrolet. Taylor, that is it. All right. Happy Memorial Day. I'm so grateful to my father and my grandfather for what they did to fight for our freedom. Mike, I'm sure you have people in your family as well. My dad in the Navy, my grandfather in the Army, friends in virtually every branch of our armed forces. We just thank you all. You're all my heroes. For Dale Earnhardt Jr., for Dustin Lee, for Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. This has been the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today's your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.